did you miss me? <laughs> Let's go and get into it, man. Welcome to Raw is OG. Hatch, man, you know the fuck that nigga. We're playing on me, man. DJ Hit Me. Yeah. Yeah. What you thought this was? Thought we're coming back. Episode 86. At your fucking dome. Bitch, let's get it on. 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 Yeah. Sir, what's poppin' with y'all, man? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Thin Line Between Genius and Insanity podcast, hosted by yours truly. Oh, gee. Now, spin that fucking block. Since you've been away, I've been down and lonely. Since you've been away, I've been thinking of you. Do I'm missing you. Wow. Do I'm missing you. Wow. Let them niggas know I am the fly as high as cool as smooth as host of them all. Oh, gee. Hatch, me who the fuck it is, man. What's power with y'all? I'm hoping that they're looking good, feeling good, staying safe. It's a whole lot of shit going on. I'm trenching my attention each and every episode. I want to shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped and joined the conversation, man. I truly appreciate all the motherfucking me love and support, man. This is episode 186. We're on a grind 200, man. We're going to keep this motherfucking me show going. Look, I know, I know, I know. I had to take another week off. Wow. Look, man, let me hear, hear a nigga out. <laughs> you got to hear a nigga out, man. Look, man, I had a, it's a lot going on, man. I told you over episodes, man, I had the whole hate crime situation going on. Um, you know, going forward with that situation, I'm not going to really dive into too much, uh, you know, details because there is um, a much bigger case investigation is going to be launched. Um, I'm taking the necessary steps. Um, to, to defend myself, to defend my rights. I mean, it's really me versus not only the, people, the person who violated me, who we still don't have that knowledge yet. It's me versus the corporation right now. I'm, I'm in this fight by myself. So it's going to be much bigger things going on. There's much bigger things at play right now that I had to take care of behind the scenes to put things in motion and make sure we get things situated in the right place. Um, that since those things are going on and taking place, I'm not going to be diving too much into that because, you know, it's time to keep shit close to chest and, and, and let shit play out the way it's supposed to play out um, and for a positive resolution for myself. Um, but look, man, I, I've been working, you know, so I got two jobs, man. I'm working 70, 75 plus hours of motherfucking me week now, still doing the show. A nigga was kind of burnt out. I'm not even going to lie to you. I really just need to have to make an executive decision to really just say, Hatch, calm the fuck down. The times you do get to come home and just relax, you need to fucking take the time to relax. And even still, you know what I'm saying? Even when I'm trying to relax and trying to take my mind off the show, I still was putting down so much shit in the motherfucking me document. We got a great fucking episode for you guys. So I was working even when I wasn't motherfucking me recording, man. So it's been a lot going on, but I'm happy as fuck to be back. Had a great ass motherfucking me therapy session. So you know I want to go ahead and get right into that. Um, 
you know, before I do that, I want I do want to say shout out to everybody that's tapped in, you know, so all DSPs, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. If you tapped in on OG hash TV on YouTube, shout out to you, man. You're a motherfucking me, true motherfucking soldier, okay? <laughs> You're a true soldier, okay? <laughs> ring that comment, man. Leave a comment. You know, so ring that bell, all the good shit the YouTubers say. Um, I know we a few episodes back right now. The audio is up to date, it's current. Every time we drop, we put the audio out right. Very next motherfucking me day. I'm like three or four episodes back on YouTube, man. I got two days off of my other job coming up. So I'm going to go ahead and flood the motherfucking me YouTube with all that great motherfucking me content, bro. Some great episodes I got tucked away. It's time to get the motherfucking me uh, visuals out to the peeps, man. Um, let's go ahead and get right into it, man. It's a lot I want to get off my motherfucking chest. Um, you know, I had a therapy session. With my uh my therapist the other day, what well, this past Saturday. And you know, with all this shit that's going on, man, with all this hate crime shit, with all this, you know what I'm saying, the financial stress that was going on prior to, um, with all this other shit just going on in my life, and me meeting somebody, not even meeting somebody, me reestablishing a connection with somebody, um, not on no romantic shit, but just on somebody I thought I had in my corner type shit. No matter what we all say, we want to have at least somebody we can have in our corner. Now, a lot of motherfuckers that's in my age group right now, um, they don't really have a, the, the mindset of trying to pinpoint that exact person to have in their corner. A lot of niggas that, that I'm cool with, you know what I'm saying, like having that rotation of, of bitches coming through, you know, so they support them on whatever night they need them. And I was that guy as well a few years ago. man. I, right now, that just doesn't interest me at this point. After catching that STD, bro, after catching that motherfucker, that bitch clapped me up a few years ago, bro. Like, I've lost all desire to really try to motherfucking me be active like that in the streets anymore. Like, I, I, the, the, the useless sex just fucking because my dick hard. That, that, that shit went out the window a long time ago, brother. When I thought I had some more serious shit, some shit I couldn't get rid of. So it's like I, I had to learn my lesson the hard motherfucking me way. So we're going through that, you know what I'm saying, and, and reestablishing that connection with somebody, having that fizzle out and having all those things play out at one time. I kind of was losing myself and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, so the great thing about this podcast is that uh, for the people who don't know me, you know what I'm saying, personally, on a personal level, which I feel like if you tapped into this podcast and we're 186 episodes and you've been through this audio journey with me, I've shared some very intimate and personal details on this platform. I've said things in this platform that people who know me personally, you know what I'm saying, be be uh, be taken aback by because they, they just would have never known type shit. So I feel like you're really a friend of the show. God damn it, you do know me. You know, you may you know me more than better than some of my fucking family members. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I feel like being on this journey, you guys have seen me grow. You know what I'm saying? You especially over the last, especially over phase two. I just want to stick with phase two. You know, so I think for the most part, for people who know me personally, you've seen the growth since episode one. But I feel like people who's tapped in throughout phase two, I feel like phase two, we I really dove into my fucking bag and and really and, and really um um you know exposed all my personal issues in a way that people from different ethnicity ethnicity ethnicities I don't even know how the fuck I tried to attempt that word right now I'm high as fuck 
<laughs> but people from other cultures and races and motherfucking me, uh, different walks of life can, can relate to. And I've seen I've seen that in the numbers and I've seen that in just the engagement interactions I've had with people, you know what I'm saying, my everyday life who tapped in with the motherfucking me show. So I feel like you guys have seen that. And I felt like that was being at risk. I felt like I had a moment with my therapist, man, because I feel like all the hard work I put into, into establishing this platform, establishing this outlet for me to be able to say what I can say to people, get off my chest so I don't have to, you know, be up at night even more than I do now. I felt like I was at risk of losing this shit. I felt like I was at risk of losing this new job that I just got. And, I, and there was nothing that happened at the new job that put me in any danger. This new job, I'm working at a, at a dispensary. For people who don't know, I have a new job at a dispensary. I got two jobs now. I work in a little corporate bullshit, and then after that, I go to, to a dispensary, and I be around the people. I be amongst the folks. And it's been one of the greatest things in my life to be around the people again, because if you know me, then you know that hash really don't do the motherfucking me social shit. Like, I've never had a problem being cool with people. If I'm around, I've always been cool with everybody. I've always been that guy that everybody's gravitated towards. But if you know me and you know me personally, I really rather just be on my own shit, not around the people. I rather be around the people when I want to be around the people type shit. And I can honestly say, man, the impact of me moving out to a whole nother state back on the West Coast weeks after I graduated high school and leaving all my peeps back in the loop, all the bad bitches I was plotting on fucking for years, all my niggas I grew up out the trenches with. When I left that and I moved to a whole nother situation, fam, the impact of that, that shit didn't really shake off. You know, you move, you like, you know, this only lasts for, you know, a few months, maybe a year or two. But when that few months or a year or two go by, you be like, you know, a couple more years ain't shit. But throughout that whole time, bro, I'm moving and grooving, bro. I'm growing up. I'm handling business. I have, I'm handling adult like shit. I'm moving and grooving. I have, I wasn't sitting down and selling a, and selling a fucking foundation to grow my social life. That's why I love this new job because I'm around people that's around my age. Nigga, my bosses are younger than me. Wow. Every single boss I have at the dispensary is fucking younger than me. Wow. It blows my motherfucking mind, but I love being around that because it's bringing me back to my social ways. It's bringing me back to being that guy that people love being around. It's bringing me back. It's bringing me back to having another, another sort of control over my life. And I really felt like with all this shit going on, I know I am mentally. When I'm not mentally here, I fuck shit up. And when I fuck shit up, I fuck shit up in style, bitch. I, wow. Shit is getting done in a very motherfucking me standout way. When I'm not mentally there, I'm not the person to be around. And for my own safety, I don't want to be around other people. So internally, I was going through so much shit, and I felt like I was going to lose all the shit I worked so hard for. I thought I was going to lose you guys. Wow. And not because you guys were going to turn on me. I felt like, God damn it, I was turning on y'all. Wow. Because I wasn't giving you guys, I wasn't giving my fucking all into this show. There, there, there's, there had been weeks that had went by since that hate crime shit. There had been weeks that had went by since that shit where I just truly wasn't giving it my fucking all. Where every day wasn't about finding out new shit to do on the show. It was stagnant. And even with the episode, the views are still going and doing that. But in mentally, in the creator mindset, and in the, the hatch way, in the hatch perfectionist way, I wasn't giving it my all. I wasn't mama mentality that shit. I wasn't doing that. And that shit was hurting me, dog. I thought I was going to lose you guys because of my own dumb ass doing. 
because I was so mentally fucked because I let my mental, I got mentally weak because some motherfucker, John Doe or Jane Doe fucking did some sucker ass bullshit to me. And that in turn turned me against the people who I thought was going to have my back in this situation. They're not even having my back. So now I got to go with this shit a whole nother way. But now that I know I got to go about this shit a whole nother motherfucking me way, I can find peace in that. Because I told y'all a long time ago, you know, there's not things that scare me in this life. You know what I'm saying? Going to a gunfight, you know what I'm saying? Getting a group of niggas trying to run down on you, none of that shit. I done been shot at plenty of times. It wasn't scared. It was just all about getting away. I knew what was going on. It's the fear of the unknown that fucks with me, man. And not knowing if I was not knowing whether or not this shit was gonna be able to continue, not knowing whether or not I was in control of this shit. That shit was breaking me, man. So having that therapy session, man, it, you know, it, it shot me back to a message I always say on the show, man. This shit, this shit started with me encouraging people, man. Hey, yo, go get some fucking help, man. Go talk to somebody. They got the shit now. You can do it on your phone. I ain't, I don't go to that nigga. I don't drive that nigga no more. Just pull out my motherfucking me phone, nigga. We get on a video call. Yo, Doc, what's up, man? Talk to me, my nigga. Can you believe this shit, man? You see, can you, am I tripping, nigga? Sometimes it's all about just getting shit off your chest, man. Because we say a lot of shit when we by ourselves. And a lot of times when we get that microphone, we get that 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 moment, the spotlight's on us that everybody wants to hear. A lot of times we either forget what the fuck we said or we just don't got the balls to say what the fuck we got to say. It's happened to me plenty of times. Happened to me plenty of times. Not more than others, but it's happened to me plenty of times to where I can, I re- I can recall that in my life and say I never want that to happen again. I never want that to happen again, man. So I'm going to reiterate the message like I've been doing for age 180 motherfucking me six episodes now. If you feel like you need help, if you feel like you need to get some shit off your chest, you feel like shit is getting too heavy for you, you feel like life is unfair right now, you feel like you need a motherfucking me breather, hey, man, go get, go get a therapist, man. A lot of y'all got these jobs, man. They got EAP programs. You know what I'm saying? They got free, they got free sessions and shit like that. And even if they don't, nigga, go through your insurance. A lot of time the copay don't even be that heavy, nigga. The copay, the copay can be fifteen dollars. You mean tell me you can't pay fifteen dollars to fucking get your mental right? You can't pay fifteen dollars to tap in with yourself, but you can pay motherfucking me fifteen dollars on some motherfucking me backwood. Wow. You can pay fifteen dollars on fucking chicken. Wow. You can pay fifteen dollars on what? Some fucking press on nails or a fucking t-shirt or what the wow. fuck? Wow. It don't matter. Spend that fifteen dollar copay. You could even fucking play bill later. You ain't got to pay the fifteen right there. Fucking bill later that fifteen dollars, man. Had them send that shit to you in the motherfucking email. If you can't invest fifteen dollars into your fucking mental, when fucking Bobby Altoff is trying to convince us she only spent three hundred dollars for a month for to get her connected to motherfucking me, funny Marco, and that led to the Drake interview. You mean tell me that bitch got three hundred dollars to invest in her career? You ain't got fifteen dollars to invest in your mental? Wow. Come on, man. Tap in with your fucking self, man. Real talk. That's one thing I realized. With all this shit that was going on, I really lost myself. You know what I'm saying? I haven't. I can honestly sit here and say as a grown-ass man at 28 years old, I'm not happy about this. I'm not bragging about this at all. But I can say at 28 years old, I have not mastered the ability to take care of myself and another person. I just haven't. Alone, I'm moving and grooving. We stacking money. We getting money. We big balling. We doing it major. My mind is here. My goals are here. We're meeting on boom, 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 boom. We knock it out the park. 
The moment I meet a young woman, I actually find take interest in this young woman. I want to make sure this woman's okay. Not even on no super protective shit. Just on some shorty. I'm fucking with you. We texting. We talking every day. Like your life, your everyday doing is becoming a part of my motherfucking me, my day. Because we're talking about this shit. Once once we merge like that, and we're doing things of that nature, I have not mastered the ability to still make sure I'm good. I just haven't. I just have it. Even when I thought I was mentally ready on some on some just on some cool shit, I've had to take a step back and say weeks later, months later, money was blown through. Situations are different now. Niggas got to grind, grind, grind. Like shit gets different. Shit gets sticky when you add motherfuckers in the mix, B. And I'm being real. And I can honestly say I haven't mastered that. For the niggas who do, hey man, this is for you. Hey, hey, hey now. I say, I say, I say, hey now. That's for you. For the people who's mastered that, that's for you. But for the people who know they haven't mastered that and they continue to put themselves in those situations and you continue to live a life that truly doesn't make you happy, you continue to live a life that you know you can do better. You're fucking yourself, man. You're truly fucking yourself. A lot of us be blinded by that ass. You know what I'm saying? The women, a lot of y'all blinded by that nigga Tesla he driving. You know what I'm saying? Or he probably got some, you know what I'm saying, some some bracelets on his wrist. You know what I'm saying? Little bust down rolly. You know what I'm saying? Women get blinded by that. Men, we get blinded by the ass. You know what I'm saying? We get blinded by the titties. Oh, the cucumber challenge. Oh, my God. Wow. We, we, we go crazy about that shit. And a lot of times we get so caught up in that shit that we sit there and we suffer and we soak through the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It ain't worth that. It truly ain't worth that motherfucking all, man. It truly ain't. Like, so you never truly know what people are going through. You know what I'm saying? I'm at the dispo and shit. I'm not going to say names. I'm not going to get too deep into the conversation or deep, deep into the incident because it's really not my business, but. I sat there. I ain't sit there, but out the corner of my eyes, I'm working, helping customers, selling that dope. I'm really a legal dope dealer now. It's wow. This nigga's in prison doing 15, 18 years, the lifetime sentences right now for selling that dope. Nigga, I straight sell dope now. Nigga, every wow. day, daily. Come get it. Come get you some. Come get you some. <laughs> you want some Khalifa Kush? Here you go, nigga. We grow it. <laughs> hey, now. Wow. <laughs> Who would have fucking thought it? <laughs> But as I'm working, selling that dope, you know what I'm saying? That dope, that sticky. <laughs> as I'm doing that, you know what I'm saying? Out the corner of my eye, you know what I'm saying? When I'm seeing a coworker having a breakdown. And the, and the breakdown, like I said, could have been like she was in pain and all stuff like that, but I'm seeing it. And this isn't the first time I've seen this. I've seen this when I was just a customer there and I just peep game on some shit one day and happened to see it. And she's a very cool girl, very loving girl. As, I, as I've as I've worked there and got to know the people there, they're all wonderful people. Um, her in particular, she's a very wonderful person. Um, and I was just seeing that, you know what I'm saying? I, and I'm not saying it was a mental breakdown. She said she was in back pain. It was just a breakdown. The moment, the pressure of that moment was starting to get to her, you know what I'm saying? I had a corner of my eye and I see her drop down to the floor and she's in the goddamn, basically in the fetal position. Um, and it was just at that moment, I was just like, damn, like, you never truly know what motherfuckers is going through because as I'm going through all this shit, hey, crimes, getting my shit vandalized, my 6'4", 295 ass, 
is getting victimized and vandalized by fucking miniature people, miniature inferior fuck boys and girls. As they're doing this to me, as I'm, you know what I'm saying, trying to fight my way, you know what I'm saying, to get back on track, as I'm doing all this and doing all that, and I'm, you know, stretching myself thin, and I'm thinking I'm losing it. There's somebody that's going through something that's got them in the fucking fetal position. Wow. This isn't about whether or not I'm stronger than her. This isn't about that. What this is about is you don't know what people are going through, man. And people don't know what the fuck you're going through. And I'm going to tap into it a little bit later in the show about what intimate moments do we have to ourselves nowadays. But it's really about, man, you don't know what motherfuckers got going on. And when I seen her go through that, that's when I really had to go get myself together in the bathroom and look in the mirror like on some real shit. Like, went in the bathroom, looked in the mirror like, yo, my nigga, whatever the fuck you think it is, it ain't. How hard you think this shit gonna be, it's gonna be much easier. It's always been like that. It's always been like that. I've always been the person who put... You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers say that the neighbors got a pit bull or the neighbors got a dog over there. I'm on some sandlot shit, nigga. In my mind, that dog big as fuck. That dog on some on some, on some ginormous shit. Well, really, the dog was, yeah, it was, it was a healthy looking dog, but well, man, we seen the movie Sandlot. That dog wasn't even that motherfucking, that motherfucking big. Wow. Dog wasn't that big. But I've always been the person to put the extras on the shit. I prepare for the worst. Every time, all the time, I prepare for the absolute worst. And it's never, ever actually been the worst. It's been pretty bad, but it wasn't the worst. And due to it not being the worst, I feel like I got by type shit. So, you never know, man. I, I just I say all that to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We over, you know what I'm saying? They had 20 minutes to this motherfucking pod. I say all that to say, man. If you feel like you need to get some help, you feel like you need to talk to somebody, if you feel like you ain't got nobody close to you that you want to divulge your information to, I totally get it. That's normal as fuck. Nobody truly wants to, wants their fucking inner circle to know everything, all their fuck-ups and all that, because you still want to walk around these people, be around these people, you know what I'm saying, with your head held high type shit. You don't want motherfuckers to be, because we all know there's people out there that take, you know what I'm saying, people's um lowest moments and use that against them type shit and you truly never know who those type of people are until those people show their hand and a lot of people are afraid to go into that moment or face that moment and i am too trust me i am but i've always been that person that you know what i want you to know about me and i can honestly say at 28 years old if you would have asked me nigga at 18 at 18 years old, I would have had a fucking show, a platform to where people know my deepest and darkest secrets. Like, I, I never thought I'd come on a fucking platform that's fucking touching different corners of the goddamn world. Nigga, let me say that again, different corners of the goddamn world. Wow. That I was a victim of sexual abuse. I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have came on a fucking platform talking about how my father's murder has severely fucked me up. I don't think I would have talked about that, man. I wouldn't have been talking but telling fucking strangers I got fucking uh, mood swings. I got depression, anxiety. I wouldn't have been telling people that shit. 
Niggas didn't know that shit that I was just going to school with, playing ball with. Niggas that know me, bro. Let me just be honest with y'all, okay? Let me just keep it all the way a thousand with y'all niggas. The niggas that I was just talking about earlier in the show that when I left after high school, two weeks after that, and, you know, all the bitches I was plotting on fucking for, for all, all high school and all them, they don't know none of that shit about me. They probably know it now because of the show. They didn't know. I be talking to people back from fucking like from high school, like the chicks and shit. I be like, now nah, they want to throw me some ass type shit. They come out to AZ and they want to throw me some ass type shit. Like when that happens and they be like, like retelling like how life was in high school, their image of me is like some totally different shit. Like I thought I was just cool. I was just laid back, chilling, barely talking into these, in these people's eyes. I was like a life of a party type nigga. I was always joking around and people always laughing at my jokes and all that shit. Like, nigga, what? Nigga, the whole time I'm standing there, nigga, fucking having three different conversations at one time in my head. I was never even in the loop with nigga. I I wasn't doing any of that other shit. But people had a different perception of me. And truly, I didn't even know about that shit until now when I talk to people. And they honestly open, they, they open up honestly about how they felt about me or what they saw of me or what they thought of me. Like, man, I was, man, look, man, I never would have thought. And God damn it, we here now. And God damn it, I, 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 I thought I almost lost it. Lost it. All this equipment, this shit been charged up, ready to go for a whole week now. Whole week. I've been walking past the whole month. I've been walking past the stew, nigga, for a week, for a week and a half now. Walking right past this shit. My thoughts on losing, man. The one take, Jake's was going away. Like it was, it was fucked up, man. <laughs> it was fucked up in this bitch, man. But I'm happy to say we back in the fucking building, man. So thank you all to the friends of the show. I know it's a long-winded ass motherfucking part of the episode, but I want to say thank y'all, man, because just going back and editing those last couple of episodes and hearing my tone and hearing my, you know what I'm saying? Like the jokes wasn't joking. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, I didn't like it, man. I, I just didn't like it. And I really felt like I let somebody take something from me man like i really feel like being being victimized like that and then actually seeing myself as a victim now all the shit that happened to me in my life i never saw myself as a victim ever ever i never saw myself as a victim even when i was a little kid and the whole that shit happened with the sexual with my cousins like i never thought i was a victim even when i was in middle school and the white girl said that's why your skin the color of an oreo and she slapped me and then i looked at the white teacher and the teacher didn't say shit and do or do shit and the white girl tried to hit me again and I had to do what I had to do. I didn't feel like a victim. I feel like I was wronged, of course. But I didn't take the victim mentality. I just couldn't my something about me just couldn't let that happen. Even when you know what I'm saying my father being taken out of my life at a young age and seeing all my homeboys with their pops and shit like that. I never truly felt like the victim. Of course I knew something I knew I was missing my pops, but it was like damn like I Mentally, I just couldn't allow myself to feel like the victim. Just couldn't do it. But with this shit, I don't know. It was just different. Like it was just, it was just, it was just very, very motherfucking me different. I've, I've, I've been wrong plenty of plenty of times in my life. This was the first time in my life to where I, I felt the mentality switch. You know what I'm saying? 
And it was just, it was unfair to me. It was unfair to you guys. And I don't know. I apologize for that, but we back in the motherfucking me building, man. <laughs> we here now, nigga. <laughs> Episode 186, man. Thin line between genius, nigga. <laughs> you know what the fuck going on? <laughs> can't let these, I can't let these crack ass crackers hold me down. <laughs> All right, let me stop, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey man <laughs> moving on man y'all seen that video of uh shorty walking down the fucking runway like like a model and shit but she she walked all the way up to a fucking casket wow like fan the video is going viral on twitter right now it's this lady she like slow shredding that bitch like she's straight walking like a straight model my nigga pose and all types of shit Bitch got on motherfucking me. Nothing that says going to a funeral. Ain't an ounce of black on this bitch. Wow. This bitch got on straight designer. Wow. This bitch finna go to a fucking club, nigga. She walked down a whole fucking runway. It's motherfucking me photographers taking pictures. Everybody got their phones out. All types of shit. Just for the final destination. It's for her to end up in front of a casket. Blowing away a fucking kiss for the cameras. Wow. Hey, man. I'm being honest with you, man. When I seen this video, the first thing I had to ask myself was, what are the intimate moments, you know what I'm saying, that we share, that we keep to ourselves nowadays? Wow. What isn't being photographed and, you know what I'm saying, video recorded to make into a TikTok or Instagram story nowadays? What isn't being... Kept to ourselves these days. Gender reveals are made public. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 paternity tests are plastered on Instagram stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing nowadays that's just kept to ourselves. And I'm not trying to say, I got a podcast, bro. I need the fuck shit. I, give it all Wow. To Put all your business out there. But at one at a certain moment in time, when I'm seeing funerals and shit starting to turn into fucking content creations, it's like, okay. <laughs> at a certain moment in time, when do we just say, nah, I'm going to just leave the phone in my pocket? I'm be honest with you. I never really understood the people who went to funerals and shit and took the picture like over the casket, kissing the motherfucker on the head. or yeah, I never understood that because at that moment, that's not really emotion. I've never been in a super emotional moment, fam. Like ever in my life, been super emotional. And my thought process was to pull out my phone. It's never happened. Like I, I don't know that thought process. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know if that feels like, you know, you know, Spider-Man put on got the fucking black venom suit. You know, and they finally just took over his body type shit. And he was just out there just doing this shit. Like when he was doing that shit. Like me personally, I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what it feels like to be crying and say, no, fuck that. These tears is really tearing. Like, I really got to record this shit. But I ain't never did that. I ain't never been mad in the middle of cussing the motherfucker out and said, no, fuck that. The people got to hear this one, too. I'm, I'm spitting. And I, I ain't never did that. So when I always seen people recording themselves in such intimate moments, like, my nigga, you, you, I don't even have video footage of me recording people on like Christmas Christmas mornings when people waking up to get their gifts. I'm really in the moment trying to open these fucking gifts, nigga. Like, wow. I want to see what the fuck I got. 
ain't ready in this motherfucker trying to record motherfucker got the camera and people faces and shit. Nah, hell no. Nah. I come back through later, stop by your room, and she's playing with your toys and shit. But nigga, I was never the one that oh shit, cheesing for the camera. No, fuck that. Oh shit, the PlayStation. Go plug this bitch up. We finna jam, nigga. That's all type of nigga I was. Very emotional guy. I'm a very emotional guy. But I'm not emotional for, for content. I'm not emotional for clicks. Like the clip with um the um the video when I when I when my mom bought me the colorblind glasses. My nigga, you know I, I didn't even but I did, you know, that I put it out on my social media, right? On my Facebook. Because I looked at it as an intimate moment. It was just some shit I can put on Facebook. I didn't put I didn't put that up on my YouTube. You know how many views I would have got if I would have put that on my YouTube? Fam, I didn't feel right reposting a moment between me and my mom. To garner motherfucking me clicks, I just didn't do it. If it was a if it was a natural moment, somebody else did it. Something that's totally fine. But after it was already up on Facebook for for people that know us to see, I didn't feel right saying, you know what, it'd be smart. I, I thought about like, oh shit, this motherfucker kind of low key going viral on Facebook. Like, I could take this, put this bitch on TikTok, or I could take this, put this bitch on YouTube, and we can go from there. I, would, I didn't feel right as a son, as a fucking man doing that shit. I just didn't feel right doing it. So I, I, I don't understand people that do that. But when I see that woman doing that shit at this funeral, it just makes me question, what are the intimate moments that we keep to ourselves in 2023? We know everything about everything, man. We know about how freaky motherfuckers is in bed. We know about motherfuckers not being able to pay their bills. You see what Joe Smith going through. We see all t- we, we we see too much of of too much, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's too much of too much, and nothing's nothing's. I, it's like now if you tell a motherfucker to mind their business, that's like a foreign fucking language now, because everybody already know what the fuck you're going through. Everybody already know your fucking business. It's just whether or not you will allow motherfuckers to comment on it or not, or you wouldn't have a free discourse about the shit. Cause everybody already know what the fuck you're going through. You ain't even got you ain't gotta be famous for that shit to happen. Everybody already know what the fuck you're going through. You probably insinuated, you hinted at some shit on your social media. Everybody know you and your baby daddy going through. Everybody know that bitch. Everybody know. Everybody know when you and your fucking baby daddy break up, because what you gonna do? You gonna post on your fucking Instagram story, single, girls' night. Out back outside. We know how this goes. And even with the niggas who be staying with the bitches and she kicked the nigga out. Now you with the boys every motherfucking night. Wow. Oh, now you trying to jam fucking 2K. Niggas three in the morning on a Wednesday. Wow. What are you doing? Like now you now you just with the crew. Now you in the hood all day, every day. Your bitch kicked you out, brother. But now this shit go. Now this go. We know that because what you do, you posted up in the hood. Now you with the boys all night, every night on the gram. You you live now. You on Instagram live now. Nigga ain't never on Instagram live then. It's like now you on Instagram live because you ain't got shit to do, nowhere to be. Your bitch kicked you out, man. Everything's everything, man. People get into it with their significant others. They get on Facebook, Instagram live, go viral. 
yada yada yada. Never nothing. Nothing's intimate anymore. Nothing's just for you and that other person to know. Not that shit doesn't exist no more. I can't even imagine how long it'll take for the world to get back to that. When do we think this whole oversharing shit will, will die out? This 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 oversharing phase. When do we think that that will die out? Because it, honestly, even with I think the steps that'll be taken going towards the oversharing era being over is like these like these uh these uh vloggers, these these live vloggers, daily vloggers and shit that be vlogging all day, every day when they when they're just walking around the city. When that shit starts to die out, that's when we'll be taking the necessary steps about this oversharing era properly being fucking ended. Because until that happens, <laughs> oh no, nah, it's oversharing shit. This is where the money's at. They all these niggas. I thought the money was with you know the Kais and that's and niggas who was sitting in front of a computer screen, which it is. They're still getting the money, but there was a shift in the culture a little bit. Now you got niggas like what's his name Neon. I don't know too much of his content. All I know is he's a nigga who daily vlogs. You he'll just be walking in the parks or walking downtown or some shit, and the camera's always on him. You have niggas like uh, Sneeko now. Sneeko has implemented the whole daily vlog shit into his fucking content now. That is the new, like, like what FoosyTube was doing before. He went and got put in the straight jacket. Like, all that shit is the new shift in the live stream and shit. So, until we take the necessary steps and getting that taken down properly, which I don't really have a huge beef with it, but it's like a huge contributor, I feel, or huge um, result of the oversharing era. Uh, is the daily live streaming shit. Like, niggas ain't just in the crib. Niggas is sharing their exact locations. Niggas is sharing their exact movements. Niggas is showing exactly what they eating. Niggas is showing everything. They families, they parents, the everything. So it's it, it's very motherfucking be interesting to see what these niggas got going on. There's a lot of money in that shit, so who knows when that shit would really fucking stop, to be honest with you. Um, But moving on, man. You know, I want to get into some behind the scenes real fast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is crazy. You know, I talked about how, you know, I was with a chick and we had got together. Um, and I and I put my trust in this chick. We was fucking, un, fucking unprotected. You know what I'm saying? Um, and she ended up, you know, giving me chlamydia. And that was a moment for me that really changed everything for me. Like I even mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, that changed a lot for me, man. That changed the way I looked at things, the way I felt about women. That, that changed the way I felt about my trust. And that felt that, that changed a lot about how I even just move sexually, type shit, right? Me and old girl got back cool type shit, right? And of course, I didn't get back with Shorty, but we did get back cool. Me and her had a connection that I didn't have with other people. Or that, I, or, or that's rare that I have with other people. So, yeah, we got back cool. We was friends. We were good. Like, we was just good friends type shit. Things happened. Things we took. We did what we had to do. We, we did shit. You know what I mean? But As a man, or even as somebody, as an adult, as someone who's maturing in a situation, somebody who's living their truth and being out and on, open and honest in a, in a situation with somebody, you instantly know or you instantly realize when shit is taking a turn for the uh, 
turn left. You know what I mean? You instantly know that like when you doing shit the right way, when you playing this shit right, like you ain't you ain't on no other shit, you ain't on no creeps. Like I said, I wasn't even with short. So it wasn't even in my it wasn't even a situation to where creeping or some shit like that could even come into play. But as when you know that you ain't really doing shit else, you know you you playing a clean ball game, you know when some shit gets thrown up in the air, you know what I'm saying? And I got those vibes and so when I got those vibes, I started really paying attention. I really just started falling back and I started securing myself emotionally and mentally for whatever was going to come because it's not even a man thing. It's not even a woman thing. It's literally a fucking human thing. When you doing so, when you, when you being, when you just chilling type shit, and we all know when you just been chilling, you can be out and about, you can be out at a store type shit. You can be in your car driving type shit. And you can just be chilling, minding your fucking business, but you get this feeling that hold on, some, some ain't right right here. And then instantly you see some shit that take place, or once you get back, you see an accident was in that area, or you see nigga, it was a shooting there. Like that's happened to me plenty of motherfucking times. That's happened to me plenty of times. We've all been in situations to where we felt some shit was finna happen before the shit actually happened, or we've seen some shit coming. We peeped the signs, basically. I ain't trying to see like I got powers in this bitch or nothing. <laughs> but we seen some shit come. We seen the shit coming down the pike. And with Shorty, I seen this shit coming. So yeah, shit started to fizzle out. Shit started to die down a little bit. But what ultimately came out was Shorty had winning. You know what I'm saying? I told y'all she had went and got drunk and shit and fucked on her. She went and fucked on the girl. She 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 fucked with niggas and chicks and shit. Got some got drunk, fucked on the chick. That alone was enough for me to be like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm fucking you again. And a lot of you niggas are probably like, what nigga? Why 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 her fucking with a girl would be the reason you don't want to fuck her no more? My nigga, this is the same shit that happened the first time. See, Shorty went when when me and when me and Shorty was fucking around with each other and shit like that a few years ago, I knew she fucked with chicks. Now, of course, in our time of doing this shit. Nah, all that shit gotta stop. I, cheating with a chick is the same as cheating with a man for me. It's the same shit. Cheating is cheating. The first time around, the, the, the person was a female that you quote unquote got this shit from. And the first time around, you tried to act like you didn't know where this shit came from. I possibly did the shit. So now we fast four years later and we back in the, you, you, not we, but you're back in the situation because even when she had mess with this shorty i had all we had already stopped doing certain shit because like i said i emotionally and mentally started to separate myself because i started to see how shit was moving and like i told you earlier in the episode i'm not here for the pointless sex shit i'm not here for none of the fuck shit i ain't here for none of that bullshit because i've been through that bullshit and what comes with that bullshit a lot of people can't handle that i barely could handle God damn it, the only way I, I handled that is because when I found out exactly what the fuck it was and I can get rid of that shit in, the, in just four days, I, that's how I handled that shit. And even after that, I was still scarred. I'm scarred for life from that shit. So to know that you, you put yourself in that exact same situation, I would never touch that pussy again, shorty. I ain't got no beef with you, I ain't got no problem with you. We wasn't together. You don't owe me shit. But the simple fact, if you, if you think I'm finna turn back around and be in that same exact position with you again, bitch, you're crazy. Ho, you're crazy. 
And the simple fact that you're in this situation again, and even a situation like I said, it's not that her sleeping with a chick, I'm just automatically assuming that she got some shit. Fuck no. And throughout conversation and talk, she finally came out and opened up that one of the main reasons that she was trying to stay, stay away from me is that shit wasn't feeling right down there. Wow. 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 So even see, with that information right there lets me know, bitch, you know what happened the first time. You know what happened the first go around. You played stupid. But now that you fucking around with a chick again and now your pussy feeling all crazy down there. Wow. You feeling all motherfucking like you need some C uh, WD-40 in the puss puss. Now that you feeling crazy down there and now you want to tell me. Don't tell me I should do that. I, I wasn't fucking you before that. We, we, we had a long break before that. But it's just the thought, man. It'd it, it be a thought, bro. It's just a thought thinking everything is cool. The thought process is thinking everything is cool and then all of a sudden you get hit with some shit. Leading up to that shit, man, everything was cool, man. Everything was great. I wasn't even tripping. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shorty got some shit that's going on. She may be, she gonna be moving and shit. I ain't give a fuck. I'm in the moment, shorty. I'm potting. I'm working. I'm, I'm, I'm stacking. I'm trying to do my thing. Yeah, we can, we can do this. Chill. We, we got a vibe. We can talk. Let's chill. And that's just fat. Let's, let's, all right. Fuck it. We fuck. We gonna fuck. Let's do it. All right. Bet. Show me them results. I will show you my results. We gonna go from there. We can, we can rock out with our cocktail. Well, with my cock out. Oh, damn. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can rock out with my cock out, man. You show me your fucking results. I show you my results. And that's what we did. I didn't go on this situation blind. No, we went to this situation with proof. I need proof that you're clean. You need proof that I'm clean. Because we've been down the road to a bitch. You got me before. before. And yeah, I shouldn't even be here now. But yeah, I'm here now. Fuck it. We in the building. But it just... I guess I, I guess I even bring this up to say on the pod, man, is that you can think a motherfucker, you know what I'm saying, has, has got your back. You can think a motherfucker is there for you. A motherfucker can be telling you all the wildest shit in the world that they committed to you, that it is this, that, and the third, man. All that shit be bullshit, man. All that shit be shit we want to hear. Like, that shit be sounding good to me. Like, I love that shit. But if you think I'm, I'm really believing that, come on, man. You're fucking mistaken. You're fucking mistaken. There's no way in hell you truly feel like I believed you. So now you try to talk to me about the situation and you feel like I'm not really giving a fuck. It's not because you're wrong. Let me be honest and open with you, baby. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's your problem, not mine. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. I'm being open and fucking honest with you. You really think that we, in what world should I really give a fuck about this situation? It's not, I'm not bringing this up to bad shorty or talk shit about shorty. Because it's not even about that. Like I, I think shorty's cool. But there's no way that you think emotionally I'm finna be fucking with you like that. There's no way. Come on now. There's no way. And when I have my moods and I'm just being cool and I'm, I'm ready to have some shits and giggles, yeah, what's up? How you doing today? Your day is cool? Your day is fine? 
But on some everyday normal normal activity shit, when I'm just chilling or I'm having a rough time, you're gonna be one of the last people I ever want to talk to. Cause there's nothing for you really to fucking say to me. This is what I'm telling you, man. Y'all niggas, niggas gotta be careful, bro. Cause bitches really don't be shit. Bitches really don't be shit, bro. I've had bitches give me an STD. I've had bitches have babies on me. Not even not okay. That sounds horrible. Not have babies on me because I wasn't with these chicks. But a chick that I'm fucking getting pregnant by another dude. Like I've had that shit happen. Um, I've had bitches I was fucking get pregnant and not tell me about it. You know what I'm saying? I got fine, fine now. Just looking at pictures on fucking Instagram, and that's you know the fucking baby dead and shit. Like I, I've had, wow, I've had a wild fucking life. I've had bitches who fucked me and then went and fucked a, a nigga the next day and got pregnant and didn't know who the fucking baby daddy was for real and didn't tell me until six months later until she actually got confirmation that the other nigga was the pops. Wow. Like, my nigga, I've been through a lot with these women. And I'm not sitting here to sell, sitting and say that all women are like that. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not. But I've been through a lot with women enough to to sit here on this fucking platform and say, bro, these bitches don't be shit, bro. And as much as I like to hear all the, the good shit, especially when I'm knee deep in that, that for JJ, I love that shit. Bro, I had a bitch call me Black Jesus, nigga. Wow. Love, I loved it. Oh my God. I loved it. Loved it. Let me say, I loved it. Wow. That, that, that just sounded good. Cause I knew I was fucking the shit out of her. Like, I ain't wow. Like, like, yeah, as a man, like, you know when you really just fucking the shit out. Like, I knew I was fucking the shit out of her. So it's like, but a lot of these women really don't be shit. And like, as much as you want to hear that shit, you like hearing that shit, and it, and it boosts your ego, fam, you have to be mature enough to actually sit down and realize that 98, 99, 99.8 or 9 of that shit it's absolute bullshit. Drop a wow, please. Wow. Be bullshit, man. And same thing, vice versa, ladies. Nigga, like, and that man fucking you telling you you got the best pussy in the world? Come on, man. Wow. How many times do you think he didn't say that one? How many times do you think I didn't say that one? You know how many times I didn't tell him, oh, his pussy here. Oh, oh, my. You know how many toes I did? That just, that just rolls off my tongue. Oh, this some bomb ass pussy. That just rolls off my tongue. <laughs> But if a man is fucking you and he telling you he love you and he want to be with you and all that shit, why he having sex with you, shorty? He does not mean it. That shit just feels good to say in the moment. We all want, we all like those moments that after we had sex, like we laid it all on the line, didn't we? Like that mean when I say laid all on the line, that mean my hips is hurting right now because I was going crazy. That mean I probably defended like three fucking Charlie horses in my legs while I was fucking you. I had to keep straightening my motherfucking me leg out before I had to pull out type shit. That mean I didn't say, oh, my motherfucking me uh, sweet little nothings in your ear. Oh, baby, I love you. Oh, it's pussy here. Oh, my God. Oh, damn. Like, I didn't say all oh, that shit. That's when I said I didn't left it all online. I didn't did all I can do, coach. If we lose the game, we lose the goddamn game, okay? Wow. <laughs> I didn't did all I can motherfucking do. That shit goes both motherfucking me ways, man. It truly motherfucking me does, man. It's just bitches ain't shit. 
niggas ain't shit. We don't keep our intimate moments, you know what I'm saying, intimate. I don't know what we're doing. I honestly don't know what the fuck we do. I can, I, can, I, want, I can say this, though. This generation of people is fucked. Let's just be completely honest with you. All the men, majority of the men now, are zesty as a motherfucker. Wow. Well, I just seen a fucking clip. What, what, what college football team was that? Was it Oklahoma or was it Texas? It was one of them fucking hunkadory ass fucking white schools. And I seen them celebrating in the football locker room, like dancing and shit, right? And like it was this big ass, had to be a fucking nose, nose guard or a D tackle or some shit like that. Had to be one of them motherfuckers, right? He fucking jumped up. I'm talking about jumped in the air, chest out, nigga. On some straight Chris Brown shit. He jumped in the air, head up, chest out, nigga. Arms locked back, damn near touching his ankles. Came back down on the ground, landed that bitch. Started doing a, a fucking, the, the, the country version of the, what's the, the river dance? He started doing the river dance with a little bit of swag. But it looked gay as a motherfucker. Then it transits to another player. He started doing some more little new school hunky dory gay dancing. Like the shit just didn't feel like there was any alphas in the goddamn room. Wow. Majority of the men, the majority of these little niggas growing up is straight zesty. They may have a gun. They may be smoking a backwood. But a lot of these niggas is zesty, B. And a lot of the women nowadays that's coming up where that's in their under 30 range right now, a lot of them is just straight hoes. Wow. A lot of them are proud hoes. Wow. Like that's the thing for them. Like they, they all about getting a body right. They all about fucking as many niggas as they can. A lot of the bad bitches, you, I'm going to be honest with you. Like growing up, I swear to God, growing up, I promise you, maybe I just had this shit confused. I was conflicted. I was just wrong. Growing up, it always felt like the bad bitch. I'm talking the straight bad bitches. Like the girl who just, I'm talking faces is just beautiful. And she probably even got some ass. The, the, the straight bad bitch with the ass, you know what I'm saying? Who who had the good grades and all that good shit. She, maybe she was a cheerleader or something. Maybe she did. You know what I'm talking about. The bad bitches, brother. The fucking your homeboy big sister and shit. The, the, the bad ones. It always felt like they was like harder to fuck. Because like they kind of knew like they was beautiful. They knew they was some bad bitches. Nowadays, bro, I can't tell you a bad bitch that I know. She can be successful in life. I can't tell you a bad bitch that I know that it ain't fucking ratchet. Wow. That can't keep a dick out their mouth. Wow. Now, I ain't trying this them, but honestly, the, the bitches with the, the best pussy, the tightest pussies, and, and the ones that make your nuts super crazy, Either be the butter, the bitches who really ain't that cute, or the bitches who kind of or a little overweight. The bitches who, who you know, they probably got a kid or two. You know what I'm saying? They used to go to church or something like that. Them the best pussies. I'm being real. I'm talking from experience. I know I had a chick. Her sex game wasn't super crazy. She didn't do nothing special. She ain't do nothing special at all. But her face wasn't that. But her body was Serena Williams. And my nigga, she was lazy as fucking bed. 
the actual pussy itself that shit felt like fucking red velvet cake nigga. wow oh, that shit that shit felt like red velvet cake bitch ass nigga i loved it there it just as i got as i got old i got tired of the bullshit i can't go and be fucking fucking sally made from down the street who fucking do gymnastics in bed and keep fucking driving 45 minutes to go see you like, bitch, you're going to have to spill on this dick eventually. Like, wow. <laughs> getting nasty with me, baby. <laughs> but it's just the bad bitches now, bro, they fucking easy. Easy. You ain't putting in no hard work trying to fuck no bad bitch, bro. Yeah, the most you're going to have to do is what, go get her some food. That's it. Man, that's the most you want to do. Ain't no more flowers. Ain't no more. You know what I'm saying? Three-day minimum. Ain't no more of that bullshit, man. Ain't no more of that because motherfuckers ain't even putting in a lot of effort in everyday conversations. You texting the shorty every day, all day for probably, nigga, what, three, four days? Let's say a week. A week. She going to feel like she really know you. She going to feel like y'all didn't divulge enough information. You done made her laugh. She done put LOL countless so many times. She done used that emoji so many motherfucking many times now. At the time that y'all do get around each other in person, and you actually put on some cologne that day, and you she feeling that shit, you're fucking buddy. It's happening. No matter what she looked like, no matter what she done did in life, you're going to fuck. It's easy now, bro. It's easy. I know a boss bitch that's a bad bitch. I get disappointed every motherfucking me two weeks. Wow. I know why. It's always a new nigga. Wow. <laughs> you can't make it up. <laughs> you can't. Make this shit the fuck up, man. <laughs> Real motherfucking talk. <laughs> um, but moving on, man. And let's go ahead and get into motherfucking me. You know what? Let's get into this Kiki Palmer shit real fast, man. I'm be honest with you, man. If you don't know what's going on right now, Kiki Palmer's in the news again. Um, her and her baby daddy, her baby father, I think his name is Darius. Um, video or clips of video or home surveillance has been released of them having physical altercations. It looks horrible. It looks like he's manhandling her type shit. I've only seen still photos. You know, I've been looking for the video. haven't seen the video, but I've seen still photos that look pretty, pretty uh, damaging to his reputation, his, 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 uh, his career, whatever career he does have. Um, it just looks bad on his part. It looks like a physical altercation, a man manhandling and hitting a woman. Hell, like he's doing a Superman punch on one of them type shit. So it looked pretty fucking bad. When that shit first came out, I put it on the docket and I was going to come in here and I was going to talk about how, you know, we really need to mind our own fucking business because we all got on her because he was talking about her being a bad mom, her being half naked, let a nigga hurt with herpes. You know what I'm saying? Seeing her and serenade her in front of everybody. And we really, black men, we really got on her ass, bro. We really got on her ass. But as the days went by, of course, that means more information is going to come out. More information came out that pretty much showed that if there is an actual abusive, physical, um, domestic relationship, that it's not a one-sided thing. That they're both fucking pieces of shit. That they're both putting their hands on each other. That they're both emotionally, physically, and verbally assaulting each other. That's what's been very fucking evident. 
there's been clips leaking out. Everybody's seen the first clip of Kiki Palmer's mama coming out, speaking out. And everybody was like, oh, Kiki mama don't never say nothing. So they just ran with that and thought it had to be true and just sided with what she said. But then there's been other leaks of audio of her coming out, violating the fuck out of Kiki Palmer's baby father. Talking cash shit, my nigga. I'm talking about these clips. She calling everybody gay. She even outed Usher as being gay. Wow. God damn. Oh, what the fuck Usher got to do with this shit? I know he sung to her and shit, but when the fuck did we ever think Usher was gay? Usher, Usher. Yeah, we, we never thought he was gay. He gay, apparently. Fucking Kiki Palmer, baby daddy gay. She called Kiki Palmer, baby daddy brother gay. She called every fucking man gay. So as the day is going by and more information came out, you know, they, they pulled up at, uh, inserts from Kiki Palmer's old book she wrote in like 2018, 2019, where she was talking about her being abusive to her boyfriend at the time, beating his ass. I seen all this information, bro. And I'm going to honestly say this. I'm going to stay out of this one. And it's not because I give a fuck about Kiki Palmer. Has I, I've always had a crush on Kiki Palmer. As of late, shit has just went really left. Because I can honestly say in the last, what, 10 months, 8 months, the reputation or the uh, what we thought Kiki Palmer was, we've all noticed that, no, she's just a smut like the rest of these bitches. Kiki Palmer's not, well, she's no longer the Aquila and the B-Little girl. This is a grown-ass woman doing grown-ass woman things who, yeah, we may have known her since she was a little kid because we watched her grow. That doesn't uh, absolve her of being an ain't-shit bitch. This shit hit too close home for me, man, because I got people in my family who, who have a relationship, they're, they're, they're married, and the wife is very abusive. The wife is very abusive. Still love her, still got love for her, but I, I'm not going to bring myself around that. I'm not, because I don't condone it. I don't condone it for a man to hit a woman. I don't condone it for a woman to hit a man. I don't condone. I do not condone that. Only time motherfuckers should be throwing blows if we throwing blows against somebody else. We tag teaming some motherfuckers, but you tag you, you beating on your husband, you beating on your wife. Fuck no, man. I don't condone that shit at all. And this Kiki Palmer situation is exactly what the fuck I've seen in my personal life. Exactly what I've seen countless other times and countless other people's uh, personal situations. So, no, I, unless motherfuckers gonna go to jail, call the police, could get motherfuckers locked up, testify in court, I ain't got shit to say about this shit. Because she was beating that man ass too. And even before him, she openly admitted in her book she wrote about her putting her hands on her on her boyfriends and shit like that. I don't know what that shit is. Man. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know what that is, man. I was just talking to a chick at work um, yesterday. And she's a woman. You know, she works up at the dispo and shit like that. And she was talking about how men just automatically disrespect her when she's trying to do her job. And I couldn't, and I couldn't sit there and say, "Nah, you tripping," because I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Dudes have a, a a lack of respect for a woman doing her job, 
And the only reason why I can say they have a lack of respect is because as a man who stands 6'4", who's 275, 285, 290, 300 around the holidays, as a nigga who's standing at this stature, and I have these long-ass locks that go down my back, I have the tattoos. I'm not. I'm not a big sloppy nigga. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty well put together. I can say they show women the lack of respect because I see the fucking the overdoing. How they overdo the respect they want to show me. Fam, I find it odd as fuck when I see niggas overdo the respect when they first meet me. Cause it's like nigga, you. Know, first of all, I get it. Yeah, I'm cool. I appreciate that. But I know for a fact if I was a woman, you wouldn't give me this respect. It's weird to me that people act like that. When I see a woman or a woman's doing her job, and she, it's not even about giving her respect or, or giving her more respect than the man. It's literally just about being respectful, letting them do their job. But I've seen time and time again of a man going out their way to make the, make it harder for a woman doing her fucking job. But for me... A nigga make it make it easier for me. I can be taking my time, sweet time, being slow as hell. But they won't give me fucking attitude. They won't do this. They won't do that. And it's and it's odd that that's how it is. It's odd that 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 type of shit takes place. But it, unfortunately, it truly is the motherfucking me truth. It truly is the motherfucking truth. Um, but moving on, before we get the fuck out of here. I want to say free my nigga Earl Thomas, man. Wow. Yo, Earl motherfucking me Thomas, man. He played for the Legion of Boom. He was a hell of a fucking player. Hell of a fucking player, man. That whole fucking defense, man. From, from Martellus Bennett, from fucking Bobby Wagner, man. Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman. Them dudes was nice, man. Them dudes, that was a, like in my time, when deep, even when I felt like Legion of Boom was out there, I feel like we all felt like defense was changing. But if you compare Legion of Boom to what defenses are doing now, fam, it's totally fucked. Like, like you would think them niggas was fucking the gladiator days. Goddamn. Cam Chancellor was out there laying the fucking wood. Earl Thomas was laying the fucking wood. Bobby Wagner was a tackling machine. Martellus Bennett, no quarterback felt safe, man. That was one of them defenses, bro. So yeah, you all you always gonna have a soft spot for uh for Earl Thomas just because he he gave us so many fucking memories on that on that gridiron man. Um, but Super Bowl champion Earl Thomas falls victim to a one point nine million dollar scam after his identity was stolen by his ex wife's boyfriend. Wow! Wow! They say it is it's one of the latest blow for the former NFL star whose house burned down last year. Wow! That's fucking tough. So you mean to tell me a nigga house burned down one year, then the next year a nigga become a victim of a $1.9 million scam? Wow. Because due to your ex-wife's boyfriend? Wow. First of all, my nigga, you got my old bitch. Now you want my life? Wow. I read, I dug, I dug deeper into this shit, man. Um, apparently the fucking his ex-wife's boyfriend, he fucking like stole his identity. He had, on his ID picture, he'll have a picture of himself, but everything else will be Earl Thomas credentials. I just don't understand as the as the ex-wife, 
as the ex-wife of Earl Thomas, where did you think all this shit was coming from? Wow. Like, out of nowhere, one day, your boyfriend, your new now boyfriend, who I'm pretty sure can't provide for you the same way that Earl Thomas can. Earl, Th- Earl Thomas got $1.9 million for a nigga to scam. Wow. Let's, let's think about that. He has $1.9 million for a nigga to scam. A nigga can't scam me right now. I don't have no I don't have enough money in my bank, my nigga. If a nigga scam me out of $25 right now, and I, I'ma see that transaction and be like, nah, fuck that. Get the bank on the fucking line. Wow. That's letting you know, nigga, I ain't having it like that. Earl Thomas got 1.9 million, brother. 1.9 fucking million that, that nigga just stole from him. And as Earl Thomas, I don't know what the fuck happened, you know what I'm saying, in between why they broke up. If this is what I think it is, I think I did hear reports about Earl Thomas, like, his, didn't his wife or something like that walk in on him and his brother, like, running a train on the bitch? Like, wow. Ain't that what happened with Earl Thomas a few years ago? Wasn't it, like, reports like Earl Thomas and his brother, like, running trains on bitches and, like, Earl Thomas' wife, like, Caught him type shit in the middle of the act, like him and his brother, like train a bitch. If this is the same woman that walked in on Earl Thomas donkey funking a bitch with his brother, does that still result to you lead to you fucking letting your boyfriend take one point nine million dollars from this? Wow, nigga? you got kids with this man. This shit's beyond me, though. You already got my old bitch, bro. You want my fucking life, too? You want my money, too? What type of fucking man are you? You already got my ex-wife, bro. You already got her. You already have her. You will forever be able to say, yo, you know that nigga Earl Thomas? Hall of Famer? One of the greatest of all time? Yeah, I'm fucking that nigga ex-wife, man. That's my bitch now. Like, it's lame niggas that do that shit. You could have easily been that nigga. And you could have easily fucking just lived off the, the shit that you know Earl Thomas still had to provide for that woman. Because if I'm not mistaken, they got kids. And the way the system is set up, he still had to take care of her ass. But that just wasn't enough for you. You want to take this man's name, his fucking credentials, and you scammed him out of 1.9? I feel bad for Earl Thomas, man. I really do. I really feel bad for Earl Thomas. Because for a nigga house to burn down, and then a year later, 1.9 million? And you know the nigga? How many times you think Earl Thomas been around that nigga, bro? Let's just assume they got a, a decent, not even a decent, just so they got a, a just a, a normal nigga, I don't want no smoke, you ain't worth it type of relationship. Well, if they just had that, how many times you think Earl Thomas been around this nigga? And the whole time, Earl Time is getting scammed. Don't know what the fuck is going on with his bank account. Don't know what's going on. The whole time, this nigga walking past you with bust down rollies on. He just bought, he just bought a new fucking car. Him and your, him and your fucking ex-wife going to fucking Antigua and shit every wow. two weeks. They fucking balling all of a sudden. That's tough, man. That's fucking tough, man. Free that nigga Earl Thomas, man. Real talk. Uh, but moving on, man. You know, I want to say this. 
you know, I got um, I want to touch on this before I get up out of here. You know, there was this talk about the LeBron James situation. It was about um the whole Heat culture. If he would have never went to the Miami Heat, will LeBron still be LeBron? And you know, it's funny that people say that because the easy answer is to be nah. He he wouldn't he would he wouldn't have won those two championships, the first two championships. Fam, that's lazy analysis. I honestly thought about this a few years ago about LeBron. And I felt like LeBron had been in the league for so long that we truly forgot a lot of shit he did early on in his career. Wow. Like that, that, that portion of his career before he went to Miami, that nigga was a dog, bro. Like, yes, I was a Kobe guy. I'm a, I was a Kobe fucking guy. Still am a Kobe fucking guy. Even though I thought Kobe was the best player in the league, do you know who I thought was number two? Wow. LeBron Ramon James. In many people's eyes, LeBron was already the best player in the world. Nigga, for at least four years before he went to Miami. He already won back-to-back MVPs. He had already won fucking, uh, took his team to the fucking finals. He had already fucking became runner-up and defensive player of the year. He had already became a six-time, seven-time All-NBA, seven-time, eight-time uh, fucking All-Star. He had already been that guy. Like, LeBron has done so much, man, that niggas are forgetting the shit he used to do. It's damn near like the Jordan shit down there. You know how niggas with Jordan, they only talk about fucking uh, 90 when he, started, when he first won his ring. They only talk about, nigga, when he beat the Lakers on, on forward. They don't talk about the first fucking, what, six years? Seven years? They don't talk about that with Jordan. And it's damn sure like with, with LeBron, niggas is just forgetting the shit that happened. Yeah, he wasn't winning no rings. But that nigga was going crazy out there, bro. Till this day, I ain't seen a nigga jump that high. Till this day, I ain't seen a nigga that athletic run that damn fast and be that damn big. Do I think LeBron would have eventually became a champion? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. There's nothing, even, even if you take away those years in Miami, which I still think is the is the scariest version of him just because of, from an athletic standpoint, but I still think the better basketball player was fucking when he went back to Cleveland. To me, when LeBron went back to Cleveland, when I really started looking at LeBron, like, oh, this nigga is different. When he went back to Cleveland, that's when I was like, oh, these niggas can't fuck with him for real, for real. Kobe was on his way out. That's when LeBron really felt like, nigga, I run this bitch. You can't tell me nothing. Even if you take them Miami years out, there's nothing that I didn't, that I, that I saw from when he returned back to Cleveland, when he came to L.A., the shit that he's been doing for the Lakers, there's nothing about that player that tells me he wouldn't have became a champion if he never went to Miami. Wow. It wasn't about him going to go team up with fucking D-Wade. Them niggas, the, the, the fucking Boshes, the D-Wade, the Mike Millers, them niggas was already going wherever the fuck LeBron went. So if LeBron went to the Bulls, LeBron went to the Knicks, LeBron went anywhere, he already had it worked out that these niggas is coming with me. So as much as niggas want to put on that heat culture bullshit, man, heat culture ain't no fucking heat culture. What is heat culture? 
I'll tell you what heat culture is. Heat culture is getting the best and squeezing the ounce out of every fucking undrafted nigga they can. Wow. They develop the fuck and get the most out of niggas who are real life bumps. Look, man, the Lakers went and they, they went and signed Gabe Vincent. As soon as they did that shot, I said we bit the fucking cheese. I don't think Gabe Vincent is nice. I think Gabe Vincent is a hard worker who was undrafted. He went to an organization that preached their hard working shit. They reward niggas that fucking work hard. He was in the right situation, the right fucking team. That nigga, I forgot that they was even on the Lakers, to be honest with you. Wow. That's heat culture. Squeezing every fucking ounce they can out of a nigga who's undrafted. They ain't never won shit or came close to winning shit without a fucking all-time great. Wow. A few of them, goddammit, while we talking wow. about it. Shaq and D-Wade, D-Wade, LeBron, fucking Ray Allen, motherfucking me, Chris Bosh. The Miami Heat have never fucking won or even come close to winning without a motherfucking me all-time great. Don't bring me this fucking Jimmy Butler shit. Yes, the Heat went to the finals, but you are not gonna find one nigga in this world that'll put it that with that put some money on them niggas actually fucking winning. They had no chance beating the Lakers in the bubble. They had no motherfucking me chance of beating fucking uh Denver. Wow. They stop the bullshit. They stop it. LeBron is that nigga, bro. Like, he's that nigga, man. He is that nigga. You go back and just watch highlights of LeBron. It's it feels funny saying go back and watch old highlights of LeBron. And I'm talking about fucking 03 to fucking 09. To me, that's wild. That's old school now. That's fucking old school now. If you go back and watch the shit that that nigga was doing, it ain't even niggas that the niggas that's balling today. The young niggas, the fucking Zion. The, the, even this Wimby nigga, fucking Chets, uh, Shake Yildris, Ja Morant. If you go back and watch old LeBron for the first portion of his career in Cleveland, he's shitting on every young nigga in the league right now. That's facts. Wow. LeBron was built different, bro. Do I think he probably have few champ, fewer championships? Probably, maybe. Okay. But he still would have became a champion. He still would have had these records. He still would have had. The thing we said about Braun before he won those chips, Larry Bird even said it. It was always acknowledged that LeBron was going to have the records. The way his style of play, he's going to have them records. But it was about the actual winning of the championship. There's nothing that I've seen from the latter portion of his career that lets me know that he wouldn't have been a champion. There's nothing about it. Everything about that man screams champion. Everything about that man from from fucking the time Kobe retired has been the elder has screamed elder statesman of the fucking league. It's year twenty one. This nigga's still up there outplaying the niggas y'all say is the best players in the world. So that nigga Braun is different, man. He really motherfucking is. Ah, right, but moving on, before we get the fuck out of here, man, wrap this episode up. You know, I got sent a video, man. And I've talked about this nigga on this platform a few times, man. Uh, nigga I played ball with. Nigga I went to school with. Nigga I used to give rides to and from the practice with. My mom used to. Um, a nigga I just, you know, I we, we was, it was very cool, man. Um, I got sent a video of this nigga named, this nigga Vontae, man. Um, nigga didn't look like Vontae, man. Vontae was one of them niggas, man. He was one of them little 11-year-old, 12-year-old, 13-year-old teenage niggas 
that fucking look 35, man. He, he'd be one of them swole ass, cocky ass nigga, fucking full facial hair, all that shit at the age of fucking 13. Nigga playing running back because he the only nigga out there six foot at fucking 13. Fucking was fat and had ass. I ain't never seen that. Wow. 28 years old. No, I've only seen it one time in my life. To where a nigga was fat and had abs. Wow. I've seen like fucking bodybuilders who be like taking that medicine and shit to where they abs and shit like started forming on they on they fat. This nigga was a kid, bro. Unless he was doing that shit as a kid, brother was a kid, bro. I had a fucking beer belly and fucking six pack on top of that bitch. Don't even look like that same dude no more, man. Don't even fucking look like that same dude. Um. And to be honest, what you're seeing him in the video, that wasn't even the most disturbing part of the fucking video. Yes, he's tweaked out. He moves like he, 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 he's one of those guys. He's one of them. He's a street walker, man. He's a street sweeper out there, man. But that wasn't even the most disturbing part of the video, man. The most disturbing part of the video was the niggas who was fucking commentating in the, in the video. The niggas who was commentating in the video was a nigga who played side by side with the nigga in the football field. Wow. One nigga was the was was the right linebacker. The other nigga who was on the dope is the fucking left side linebacker. Or flopping, whatever, whichever way it was. Them niggas was right there calling out the plays together. Them niggas was going downhill together, filling the gaps together. And the other nigga who was in the, in the car commentating was a nigga who played safety. So you was right behind him. I'm not sitting there and say you niggas got to take care of that, man. I'm not sitting there and saying none of that shit. When a nigga threw his life away, a nigga threw his life away. It is what the fuck it is. But you would never fucking see me sitting back in the cut recording a nigga from afar for shits and giggles when he down back. Wow. Especially a nigga I, was, I grew up with. Especially a nigga that, was, that I got was out there in the fucking heat with them fucking pads on trying to make shit right. Trying to turn around the whole fucking sports fucking uh fucking sports program, nigga. Wow. Are you fucking serious, man? And I believe a nigga other words, he need his ass whoop. He need his ass whoop. No, you need your ass whoop, nigga. This shit, man, I don't, I don't know what nigga, I don't know what niggas be thinking, man. I get it. You see a nigga, you're like, that nigga fucked up. I used to go to school, he fucked up. I get it. I get saying that. I get looking at that nigga in disbelief before you pull off like, damn, what happened to you? But I don't get is you pulling out your phone recording, cousin, for fucking what? Nigga, the whole hood know he fucked up. The streets know he fucked up. Nigga, everybody he went to school with know he fucked up. Everybody know he already fucked up. The fuck you, you think I need video, video proof? That video didn't tell me nothing new about that nigga. I knew he was fucked up two years ago. And to be honest with you, that video didn't tell me nothing new about you, nigga. You've always been that nigga. You've always been a nigga like that. You've always been a fucking nigga like that. I don't need no niggas around me, bro, because I don't find that shit funny. I don't find that shit funny. I crack jokes about niggas all the time. But the simple fact, you niggas on your own, own TMZ style. TMZ style. God damn, at this point, you was probably laying prone in the grass, 30 fucking feet away. In between cars, zoomed in on the max on your fucking iPhone 16,000, getting this fucking footage. You a content creator now. That's what you do.
fuck it. Launch a YouTube, nigga. I heard way too many giggles. I heard way too many statements of, uh, of a nigga saying he need his ass whooped. I heard way too much, man. And if you don't see nothing wrong with what you did, it's time for you to get the fuck off social, turn your fucking phone off, and go fucking think for a second, my nigga. This wasn't no fucking stranger. This was literally a nigga you had to, you had to fucking sit back there and fucking scan the fucking offense with. This was literally a nigga you had to get out there and run fucking heels with. This was literally a nigga you got out there and got out the mud with. See, I don't know what you niggas got from sports. I always lean back on them years when I played sports. I may not talk about it a lot, but them moments when I made myself to something that was better than all you niggas, when I made that, when I made that pivotal leap to leapfrog all you niggas, I always lean back on that when shit get real for old Hatch over here. Wow. When shit get real for Hatch, I remember niggas beating my ass in wrestling to me beating their ass. To me to being the only nigga walking out with that hardware. When I think about my football shit, how you niggas were supposed to go to D1 and all this shit, you niggas wasn't shit. You niggas ain't amount to shit. I broke a school record, though. I leaned back on them moments and times when I was out there in the trenches with them niggas. I don't even I don't talk to 99% of them niggas no more. But I still lean back on them hard-ass times in them trenches. And for you to see that nigga fucked up, down bad, tweaking, just drive, just keep driving, bitch ass nigga. Just keep driving. Fuck you doing you, you fuck, fuck, fuck you, you fucking you 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 the muff me daily bugle now? You 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 Peter Parker now, nigga? You got the phones up, you taking fan, you taking photos and videos? the fuck out of here, chap, man. And who the fuck with Raekwon? Get the fuck out of here, nigga. Both of you niggas, get the fuck out of here, B. From me to you, get the fuck out of here, my niggas. That's whole shit. That's whole shit. Whole shit. Why that goddamn he hen and ha hon? Niggas damn near 30 years old. You niggas find an amusement in a tweaker? In a tweaker? I don't know if I don't find amusement in random stranger ass tweakers. You think I'm finna find amusement in a nigga who I know could have actually been something, even if he just barely got by in life? Both you niggas was fucking fucking 14, 15, looking 32. Both you niggas. Neither one of you niggas made it. Neither one of you. How about you too, Raekwon? You look mighty fucking older than you was supposed to look, nigga. They need to stop that bullshit, my nigga. That's whole shit, dog. That's whole shit. That's whole shit. Y'all niggas is better than that, bro. And I get it. It's a moment. It's I get it. It's a moment. But hey, it should have been a time after that moment where you realize I just did some whole nigga shit. But y'all ain't built like that. That's obvious, man. And that's sad. That's disappointing. That's very fucking disappointing. But nigga ain't grew up by now. I ain't gonna tell you to grow up no more. I ain't gonna tell you that. I ain't gonna do that. But I'm gonna say some whole nigga shit. Add some whole nigga shit. Next time, just keep fucking driving. These niggas is fucking TMZ now. Crazy ass shit, man. <laughs> Shit, wild out here, man. <laughs> Real motherfucking talk, man. But it's all love, man. I got love for them boys, man. But 
I wouldn't be me if I didn't call out that fuck shit, man. But uh, with that being said, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up right there, man. Let me go ahead and run through the doc and make sure we ain't miss shit. Make sure we can properly exit this motherfucking episode, man. It was a great fucking episode to come back to. On episode eight, since we talked about the great therapy session I had, you know, some the reassurance I needed, man. Um, us never know people are going through. You know what I'm saying? If you need help, definitely go get help, man. Go get that therapy session in, man. It'll do wonders for you, real shit. Um, I also talked about what are the intimate moments that we keep to ourselves nowadays. I talked about the young woman who tried to gaslight me while at the same time, I think she called a motherfucking me STD. My life is very motherfucking me crazy, man. <laughs> My life is very, very motherfucking me crazy. Also, we talked about the Kiki Palmer situation a little bit. We touched base on that. We talked about Earl Thomas. We talked about this nigga Vontae. We talked about LeBron and uh, Heat culture. We talked about an awful motherfucking me lot, man. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up right there, man. So with that being said, DJ, drop that fire-ass beat, my nigga. Um, great episode. Hell of a motherfucking episode to return to. Like I said, I apologize for taking the week off. It was an executive decision. I'm happy I made that decision to give myself some time to get back right. I'm, I'm happy as fuck to be back, man. Episode 186, thin line between genius and insanity. We did our motherfucking thing, man. It's a great motherfucking thing to record, man. Uh, so with that being said, you know I give it up on this side, man. It's all love these ways. Never let them side trick you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe, stay sharp, stay sane. And how to the episode, man. We out this motherfucker. Peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, damn, damn. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Great ass episode, man. Great episode. Episode 186, man. Thin line between genius and insanity. Hosted by yours truly. Oh, gee! <laughs> you know what the fuck going on, man. I had a lot of fun recording, man. It was great to be back in this motherfucking mode. Uh, it was the first time in a very long time, man, when I came here and recorded. I just actually felt great, man. It was a one-take J today. We did our motherfucking me thing, man. Um, I ain't finna do shit. You know what I'm saying? I rolled me a fat ass. I got a Fat ass joint, man. That motherfucker, a three grammer. It's a three gram joint, man. Broke down with the with the fucking uh with the grinders with that motherfucker. Really like it, a, a six gram joint right now. I, I broke that shit down pretty motherfucking me fine, man. That motherfucker hella motherfucking me big, bro. I'm finna fucking smoke that. Finna make me some fucking ta- tacos or nachos. Really haven't decided yet. Lakers finna play the Kings tonight. All things considered, bro, it's a great motherfucking me day, man. Hopefully, you guys are out there enjoying yourself, looking good, feeling good, all that good shit. Um, and we back, man. Phase two, man. We end this off with a motherfucking me bang, man. We got, what, 14 episodes left? No, 13 remaining. We got 13 episodes remaining, man. So, you know, we finna turn this motherfucker up a whole nother notch, man. I appreciate all y'all for rocking with your boy, man, since day one. I appreciate everybody that checked in that saying, where the episode, where the episode. I got you, man. I ain't gonna never take off that motherfucker me long without y'all not knowing what the fuck is going on, man. We're gonna wrap up phase two very fucking strong. I'm gonna go on my hiatus after that. But until then, we're gonna keep dropping this motherfucking fire ass content, man. I holla at y'all when I holla at y'all, man. Peace. Welcome to Raw is OG. Hatch, man, you know the fuck they're never playing on me, man. You dig.